log, star date 7403.6. Pretending to do a captain's log? I saw that, but I don't believe it. A Vendorian doctor. A uh, shapeshifter? Ah, boo. Look, I can set you up with somebody great on the Cerritos. There's that Felosian and Tactical. She seems like a nice plant person. Intelligent plants? Orion's little game of neutrality and piracy is over. For your information, many Orions haven't been pirates for over five years! Time to take this puppy off its leash! Warp me! <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't start the show like this. Oh, no, this is exactly how we should start the show. <laughs> <laughs> Just take it away, take it away. All right. I'm Aaron Harvey. She's Jesse Jenner. Welcome to Drawn to Trek. If you have uh, if you haven't left yet, <laughs> starting start. our first real uh, episode where we're we're editing, we're editing, we're reviewing. We're, yes, we're going to edit the show. We're reviewing <laughs> the show. Jesse and I have had very long weeks. Yes, I went to the premiere and then I have got thrown into a project that has an insane timeline. And, and yeah, so we're we're joking that uh, we are drawn to couch to go take nap. <laughs> but look at you just putting out there. It's like, oh, yeah, I just went to premiere. It's no big deal. It's fine. It's fine. It's whatever. It's OK. I'm hey, cool. I nope. brought you stuff. You did. You, you did bring me so, stuff. I'm excited yeah. for stuff. <laughs> so Monday I opened up my email and it's just like. You're invited to the Lower Decks premiere. My first thought was like, in real life, because I thought, oh, okay, this makes sense. Though it's another one of those online things. Yeah, because the season one, the season one premiere they did the, the for those of you who don't know uh, the Zoom Zoom panel, uh, yes. like sort of premiere. Yeah, it was actually it was very fun, and especially the fact that you could very easily talk to the people that were working on the show, which yeah. is not exactly the easiest thing to do in a real life premiere. Yeah. You know, because they always have somebody around them, and it's like you feel like you're gonna interrupt if you're like going up to them, yeah, or and be that weird fan that's just like, because that's what I would be. I'd be like, "Hi, uh, yeah. nice <laughs> to meet you. I'm just gonna weirdly stare at you because I, <laughs> I just, you're cool. You're from TV. <laughs> you, you do the television, the thing that I like. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so speaking, uh, speaking know, I of which, the... how was the season two premiere? Well, yeah. So, so I looked at this thing, and uh, it was all outside because I, for people who don't know, I had a heart transplant a few years ago, so I have to be extra careful about like trying to avoid COVID. Uh, so I asked my doctor, and he said, "Well, it's it's about as safe as you can get because we were outside. People had masks when they were in bigger groups, and and it just everybody had to be vaccinated. You had a little app that you had to go through, and so." So yeah, so I, I felt safe, and it was it was very nice to actually be around people again too. Mm-hmm. And that was what they were saying. It's like none of the cast and crew, like since the start of this, have been together. Yeah, I mean that you see interviews and like panel stuff with them. They've been like recording in their closets, like right. Yeah. And Mike McMahon uh, said half of season one and the entirety of season two have all been done remotely. Yeah. So this was the first time he was excited that like real humans or he can hear them laughing <laughs> i can see you know, people the, reacting to the yeah. thing that i made <laughs> in fact instead of just trying to recap what he said i'm going to play a little bit of his speech uh right now welcome to the cbs radford lot <laughs> sorry okay <clears throat> tony newsom ladies and gentlemen hey we're about to watch star trek lower decks and i know there's people in the back being like i wasn't informed we were sitting but now this is that i'm informing you we're sitting I prepared nothing for this because I knew there would be people at the bar that needed me to stall and weirdly people in the photo line who also need me to stall. But thank you everybody for coming out. Uh, This is my first time outside in two years, which is pretty cool. That means uh, there will be six more months of winter. I know that's not how that works, and that's not even an accurate joke, but anyway, jokes don't have to be accurate. Um, Star Trek Lower Decks, where does it come from? Where does it go? You know, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I did create Star Trek Lower Decks. Thank you. Thank you. I did not create Star Trek. Nobody... So, no, no, I'm not just cutting him off. Something happened with my recording. So the best part did not get recorded. He basically said, you know, 
I created Star Trek Lower Decks, but I did not create Star Trek, where you hear Tawny Newsom booing him. <laughs> and no one knows who created Star Trek. Some say it was Gene Roddenberry. Others say it was someone called The Traveler. But the truth has been lost to history. So, unfortunately, so did that audio clip. And I don't know anybody else who has recorded it. We are so proud of this second season. You know, we, we made most of the first season during the pandemic. Don't know if you've heard of it. Uh, launched it, loved it. The entirety of season two has been made during the pandemic. Um, the, there are people I should be thanking. I should be thanking all of my amazing crew on the production. Every, right? I should be thanking them. I should be thanking the amazing artists at Titmouse. I should be thanking Harry Kelly, our supervising director. Nolan O'Banna, I mean, there's so many people to thank who work on the show, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I should be thanking all of our friends at Paramount Plus, but I'm not gonna do that either, you know? I just think they should know in their hearts that I appreciate it. It's not incumbent on me to thank them right now in front of everybody, it's embarrassing. Everybody at CBS, the Roddenberries, Trevor Roth, you know, all of the writers on the show, everybody, and occasionally a big thank you to the cast, who I don't know if you know, are really, really awesome and very, very funny. Secret hideout. Not so secret anymore. Am I right, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen? Alex Kurtzman, Aaron Byers, Heather Caden, all rule. And because I didn't prepare anything, now I'm in that part of the list where I don't know who to thank anymore. So, oh yeah, Jack Quaid's not here, so how about a big round of applause for him? He's in Canada. Uh, so that's pretty cool. I, I hope this is being filmed so he can glare at it on his, 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 his phone when he sees me doing this. But seriously, everybody making Lower Decks absolutely loves it. We cannot wait to drop season two next week. And I don't know how many folks here have seen these first two episodes that you're about to see, but it kicks off a season of tons of fun, tons of Easter eggs, because I know you guys love those Easter eggs. Um, and thank you so much for coming out. We know it's a crazy time. We're making you sit in a false neighborhood in the middle of the valley, which is very odd. But this is the first time we've been able to share this show with people live. Like, we've all been sequestered and cloistered this entire time, and now there are branded blankets. And that's a really big sea change for us, and it's really cool. So. Thank you very much, everybody. Anybody I forgot to thank, we have a season three. I will thank you first. I swear to God, I will thank you first. And please enjoy the first two episodes of Star Trek Lower Decks season two. And, and it was it, it was on a big screen, so that was actually pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And the effects, the, the look and feel, hold up on a big screen. It doesn't feel like, oh, they just blew a cartoon up. It's... It's kind of impressive. Yeah, I mean, watching season one and then after watching this episode, like you can, I can assume like this show like holds up really well on a big screen, like especially that opening sequence, which we'll talk about. In and the opening second, sequence, yeah. if you've noticed, yeah, that's been sort of the render has been bumped up a little bit. Mm -hmm. the, the ship is is much more detailed, and um, they've added they they've changed the the Romulan uh, Borg scene. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I mean, look oh, at yeah. you. It's almost as if you know your uh, your animation and your graphics. I'm just here for almost. <laughs> I'm just like, ooh, it looks pretty. <laughs> well, I it, I have to give credit to Ian, the person who went, my, my friend Ian Carroll, who was also in Night Shift, which was our, it was Lower Decks before there was Lower Decks. Mm -hmm. It was improvised Star Trek where we were the, the shift that was on duty during the eve the night when everybody was sleeping which I, which i which i did i actually saw before yes, you and i like you knew each other um which yes. was, was very good <laughs> thank you yeah. um so yeah so he was there and he was just like oh wow that's more detailed and my brain was just like pretty basically the same thing <laughs> yeah, it was just ooh, like, i was looking at everything it's like and well, i was looking for new like new scenes or additions or something like that cuz you know between star trek next generation episodes or seasons they shifted sometimes or they added a different planet or the shine to it or whatever so i was trying to see if that's what was happening and you know they did have new stuff but i didn't really notice like oh wow the ship is really more it has like the azteking on the the hull is stronger and sure yeah yeah you the azteking yeah <laughs> that's what that's what i've been told it's called it's the you know that kind of that the 
crisscross square patterns. Yeah, yeah. That, no, I, I'm assuming yeah. I'm assuming it's really cool. I just don't. I do not have the expertise, but I'm sure it's like really, really. <laughs> I like credit to the animators; they do a great job. But I, I can yes. just just so I can sit back and be like, "Ooh, pretty." But it's they do a really good job. <laughs> but yeah, how was the rest of how was the rest of the premiere? I know you got so you yeah, got a so, picture with uh, Jerry O'Connell, which he's like. The picture's like, he's so tall. <laughs> he is gigantic. Well, we, we got there, you know, because it's Los Angeles, we thought, okay, Los Angeles traffic, we should leave early. Mm-hmm. We got there very early. <laughs> it was like, I, we, you're given a card when you come in, and the card was like where you would sit in the rows. Mm-hmm. We were card number three. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's I funny. am literally like, as Mike, Mike McMahon is talking about like, you know, we have more Easter eggs this season. He literally looks at me and says Easter eggs. Because <laughs> <So, laughs> like, we had our conversation about the animated series. Mm. Um, but yeah, so we, we got there and uh, came in. And it's just sort of, they, they were in the middle of kind of finishing up the red carpet. Mm-hmm. But there were so few people. It's a red carpet event, but it was just like, are you sure we were supposed to be invited to this? I'm, <laughs> I'm honestly not sure who still had invited me. I am I'm have to kind of look into that but uh yeah it's cool i know that somebody did invite you I, who invited I, you I, oh really I, I i mean i did get an invite but i don't live in yeah. los angeles anymore which is like right the one time it's like uh, the one time yeah it's like i i i've never been invited to like a premiere like that ever before i mean i've had someone i worked at the advocate there was like a couple things here and there but i was never mm-hmm. actually invited to watch the premiere i was always like at the red carpet event and like had to interview people and stuff but never got invited yeah. as just someone to enjoy a premiere um, and, and then the too, one this is the first time i've not been pressed yeah, and it's just like the one time I actually just get to like get an actual invite, <laughs> I can't go because I don't <laughs> live in Los Angeles anymore. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> but yeah, so we were sitting there, and then Jerry O'Connell came up to me and said, I enjoy your Twitter feed. I'm like, what? <laughs> and like My brain was like broken at that point because I'm like, what? huh? And it was really interesting. A real issue kind of came out of all of this that people behind the scenes are not immune to negative commentary. And I feel like, even more so than, like, Discovery and Picard, I don't even know if they pay attention to anybody online, Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) that uh, it really feels like the the kind of the the fandom menace starts to take their toll. And I know Jerry, who is now going to be doing, what, the talk, I think, because he's he's a talk show host. People have been, they don't want him because he replaced Sharon um osborne and so he's i think he's just in the middle of a bunch of negativity yeah there was that and then he he was also like fighting back against uh against some of the stuff online too like i think there was some like uh, there's a there's a star trek discovery hate account which hates on everything that he was fighting back against vocally and yeah i mean uh, we can talk about that so i finish your story yeah. yeah No, one of the things that he said that he really enjoyed from other feeds as well is that it, the positivity. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he you know he, he totally agrees. Like that doesn't mean you have to love everything. No, but just the 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 just coming at it as at a positive view and not like oh you I don't like this so you should lose your job or you know yeah, that's that's the, that's the so stuff. Hard. I mean, we don't need to talk about this too much, but it's just it's yeah. just the thing that just frustrates you the most. It, it's the it's the gatekeeping and the the mm-hmm. need to like oh like I'm the only one that can be right. Like for example, uh, yesterday I, I released a video on YouTube that was my video that was like I love Star Trek Lower Decks and here's why. It was like and you have to check it out if you have not seen the video. <laughs> go on YouTube and find it because it's. It, the editing alone, it's like if I, as much as I enjoyed editing the intro to this show, mm-hmm. it feels like you enjoyed the ent- editing. I, that, I love that, that show. That, that video was that video was just done out of like I love this show so much, and I just want to rant about it for a while. Especially since my my a lot of my other videos have been kind of on harder topics as of late because talking about trans issues sometimes goes that way. Um, so yeah. I just needed the break, and like I just really want to gush about the show and, and talk about something I love. But regardless, I, I posted the video up, and like someone just there was like two or three tweets, and it always happens because I'm in this Treco twitter sphere and they they follow me and they're just like they're just like well, you clearly don't understand star trek this show is antithetical i'm like why you gotta be like that like i'm not here i've, I've said numerous times like you don't have to like this show like if you're like star yeah. trek lower decks doesn't do it for me i think it's not what i like about star trek or it isn't star trek to me that's okay to say yeah. but what i hate is when people like say you know like you clearly don't understand star trek you're dumb you're stupid the show is this is like Number one, what Star Trek have you been watching if you don't think that the show yeah. doesn't get Star Trek? But but even then, it's like it's it just like the the incessant need to like need to put others people down in order to yeah. prove your validity as a Trek fan <clears throat> just constantly frustrates me. And, and it, yeah. 
it, it it just it deeply saddens me sometimes. But but I but I feel like those are the small but vocal minority. I feel like there are the positive right. people that are that really love this show, that really care about it, that understand that like even people who don't like it are still like that's fine that you love it. Like I even had people on on the video mm-hmm. who commented were like, yeah, Star Trek Lower Decks is not my Star Trek, but I appreciate that you love it. And I'm like that is the right attitude. You don't yeah. have to love everything that yeah. I love. You don't have to like everything that I like. Um, but like, I think it's, just it's, seeing positivity and like being like excited about something yeah. in a positive manner is also fun. Like clearly you enjoy it, and people who might not be their thing are like, oh, okay, that's awesome. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and it's like, and it's people's like, you don't get tricks. Like, uh, dude, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I've probably forgotten more about Star Trek than you will ever know. Uh, oh, yeah, so yeah, I've had somebody like <laughs> tell me that I didn't understand the animated series. <laughs> Like, you literally really? wrote the book on it. Like, okay, sure. <laughs> I don't want to keep bringing that. It's not meant to bring that up. Every no, episode. but it's a, no. I know like, it's hilarious though. It's yeah. like you don't get the end. It's like you wrote you yeah. wrote the literal book on it. Like it's right behind. Well, you. this is. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll move back into the the uh, the premiere that with that with yeah. that because I got to talk with Mike McMahon. I was mm-hmm. very excited about that, and he's just like, "Can I tell you? Every time that we have to look or we want to add something from the animated series, we I go bring me the book." <laughs> Just like, and I just like the fact that something that I worked on, Rich and I, it is a resource for a current Star Trek show is just like that's insane. It, that's amazing. It was a very brain melting uh, evening. It was just everything was just like, how is this happening? No, that's absolutely amazing. It's yeah. it's really really cool because like I don't know like for I, I I can speak for me and I know you probably feel the same. Like Star Trek has been like a thing that just means so much to me throughout my entire life. It's how I like learned about myself as like a trans person it's how i discovered like my sense of morality because i'm not really a religious person and not to like n- not to hate on like religion or anything like right. but for me like this show is what taught me that that sense of that's like, where you find yours yeah center or, you yeah know, exactly core exactly yeah. and and so this show just means a lot to me and so to like hear you i know you probably feel very much the same and so it's like to hear that you actually like have affected the show and the people behind the show yeah. that's like that's that is the the craziest thing to hear well, we should start actually talking yes. about the episode because uh, yes. everyone's just talking like, "All right, these two right. just right. oh look, we we're talking right. about premiere. Oh look, we're just like they're probably just enjoyed, yeah." So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So the new Star Trek, yes, uh, yes, premiere, two. premiere. We got to talk about it. Yeah. So we open with um, Mariner being tortured by a Cardassian in yep. a very familiar looking scene. However, she's wearing like Olivia Newton John track pants <laughs> yeah. and. Or not track about shorts and and the wristbands and the headband. Yeah, so, yeah. workout gear. I I okay. So uh, this scene, this opening scene, I I talked about it in my review. Um, I this scene is so great because it does like so many different things on so many different levels. Like not only like so basically the whole thing is like she's she's like it gives us a recap of where her character is because she talks about like oh i'm working with my mother now i'm upset that boimler's gone she ran a few months since the last uh, episode yeah from season one yeah so it's like a recap of that it's a cool like cardassian chain of command reference going on here <laughs> then yes. we also learn that it's like on the holodeck because then she runs into a hologram version of boimler who also sets that like does more exposition uh, who, with a great reference. Save me! They keep showing me lights. Yeah, which is great. <laughs> I wish it was like I actually didn't check. Was there? Did they show how many lights there were? Were there four lights or were there five? There were four lights where she was. Okay, but I don't think we saw the the front of the where he was. Yeah, speaking. So for those of you who don't know, it's referencing the episode Chain of Command where Picard yeah he's, gets the light shine. It's like you say there are five lights. There are four lights. Yeah, that whole bit. Um, yep. So yeah, so it's 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 a good recap. <laughs> But also, it's a it's a good recap. It's a fun sequence. It's a, but it's also the learning that it's on the holodeck. It also kind of like the fact that she programmed in Boimler to be there. Kind of like I think it subtly hints like at her arc because that shows that like she's still using the holodeck for therapy, which mm-hmm. I think is like a cool character note to like reference like she like it shows progress with her character in a subtle way which i really appreciated and then just the whole bit like it's on the holodeck is just a funny funny well shit. and i love the conversation she's having with the cardassian it's like it's like does that make me a, a bad person it's like you're a terrible person <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's like words hurt as much as weapons it's like good yeah <laughs> it's like, uh, i loved it i love uh, it and yeah. then the door opens and jennifer the the andorian which i'm so glad we got to see again mm-hmm. it's like captain wants you it's like it's like what are you is that how you work out? Like you stage, what is it? Uh, Cardassian. Uh, right, yeah. It's like, well, how do you work out? Yoga. It's like, oh, well, that's unique. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, 
It's great. I just like their little banter. Like they just they yeah. There's and and the reference that she said that is kind of an Easter egg. Yeah, where it's yeah. Like, oh. It's like I know we're not supposed to have interpersonal um, conflict, but I just hate that that uh, Andorian. But that's a reference to Jean's uh, edict that uh, you know in the future no one has arguments anymore because everybody mm-hmm. gets along, which is not realistic at all <laughs> yeah not realistic and was limiting i mean and and only yeah. exist, like people say like that's always was his vision he only came up yep. with that for season one of two of next generation it's not was not on the original series yeah. at all and when you're ill and things are changing it's like your thought process is very different mm-hmm. and i can imagine being like knowing that you're sick and like wanting to kind of re things in your life and just like okay no more arguing no more you know yeah yeah and i also and i also and that could bled over yeah i think that's part of it too and i also think like he became a little bit this is a whole other conversation about gene roddenberry i think yes. like at that point he was more enamored with what star trek meant to society like as a symbol more mm-hmm. than like telling good tv stories because like that was part he of his drank his own kool-aid <laughs> yeah a little bit a little bit, a little bit. um yeah Whatever, we got the oil planet where they kill you if you step on grass. So I guess that yeah. <laughs> that's his real vision. <laughs> well, not that that wasn't Earth though, and that wasn't humans. Mm-hmm. That was those, those are other bad people. You mm-hmm. know? Um, but yes. Yeah. But Anyways. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's it's a it's a it's a very good reference, which I really did I really did like. Um, and then the leg day bit was great. It's leg day. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, why are you squatting? <laughs> We're going to die. Yeah. I actually love that Cardassian. I oh, kind of yeah. want to see her back doing like something. The animation on her was great, again. and I really yeah. yeah. Oh, and having the ability to freeze the holodeck with animation as opposed to video is just great because it's like, and these weird contorted yeah. faces, and yeah. it just stops instantly because it's you. It's on a computer and it's a frame. Yeah, I always um, loved in in Next Gen whenever they froze and you could like still see the people clearly breathing, like the breathing, hologram. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, they're still moving. <laughs> or it was very clear that they had just froze the film and then did a split screen or something, yep, and the other yep. side is like, oh, well, it's it's grainy and it's just not, yeah. Yeah, it reminds me that one episode of Deep Space Nine where like the one where the Bashir is like studying like the like the Romulan stuff with the Section Thirty One guy in season seven, and they like they're <laughs> looking at different Cardassian people or Romulan people to remember and they just like are standing frozen there and just you know the actor just has to like stand there awkwardly yeah. while everyone's just talking around him it's wonderful yeah <laughs> uh, uh we should probably move on so, in the episode yes, but yeah move on yeah we're in the you know, in the teaser and and i'm not gonna in this episode at least i'm not gonna go over it because there's a ton of easter eggs mm. but as they fly out they're in an old miranda class uh it was ncc 1877 the USS uss mcduff which as far as we can tell isn't any reference to anybody really in Star Trek, um, except for maybe Kieran McDuff, but that was the wrong time period, so... Um, yeah, it could also, it yeah. also could probably be someone... It could either be, like, someone who worked behind the scenes and starts to the referencing, right. or, like, maybe one of the animators put their name on it, which would be cool. Yeah. So it's a, there's yeah. a bunch of different things it could be. So as they're, this, the ship is shooting its way out of this Cardassian prison, it goes by... Uh, just a ton of different ships, and you can tell it's the holodeck because some of them repeats. That's my my head canon is that it it's just duplicating ships or something. Mm. So there were runabouts. There was an old Klingon ship, a Romulan bird of prey. There were a few Delta flyers, uh-huh. which is interesting to see more than one Delta flyer. Yeah. Uh, well, you, Bajoran... knowing knowing how often Voyager went through shuttles, maybe they just had multiple Delta flyers <laughs> at some point. Well, the other thing I can think of is that they, it was such a great design is that they put it into production mm-hmm. once they got back into the Alpha Quadrant. That also makes sense, too, yeah. Could be. Uh, Bajoran Raider, a Dominion fighter. You know, So that's they went through all of these ships. As You, you can tell that the animators just have fun doing that. Yeah. Like just pulling out. But they're all ships that made sense for Cardassian to have like captured. Yeah, like Jem'Hadar's and, and, Dimin- yeah. and, 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 and uh, Bajoran stuff all make sense, yeah. Yeah, and the runabouts, everything, but really the Delta Flyer, honestly. Yeah, well, you know, it's cool. <laughs> it's a cool Delta yeah. Flyer. I like it. Um, so moving on, um, one thing I do want to mention: the opening credits are the same opening credits from last season, except there's one quick change during the the little fight where they have like the Borg ships fighting the Romulan ships that they had in season one. Now they've added in a few more ships, including the Packled ships from the end yes. of season one. Which I thought was really cool because, uh, you know, I liked that it just shows that this Lower Decks is kind of adding in its own canon in, into it and kind of showing mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this is, we're kind of adding our own That's stuff. That's their main villain. Exactly. It's it just sort of like having a confidence in their own, like, identity as a Star Trek show as opposed yeah. to, like, just being referencing a bunch of other things. Which I, which I Honestly, like. I feel like... 
that's what season this season one this this first episode is like because it has a couple Easter eggs, but it is basically free of like kind of deep Star Trek stuff. I mean, there's yeah, they, there's one thing that they mentioned, but it's it's easily explained if you didn't know anything about it. So. Yeah, it's easily explained. I mean, we're talking about like this episode being like the godlike yes. how like godlike stuff, mm-hmm. but I mean, like they reference Gary Mitchell, which is which is right cool, but like also godlike entities is just a Star Trek mainstay. Like every Star Trek series yeah. had a godlike entity, so that's. But you don't have to have seen Star Trek or even knew who mm-hmm. Gary Mitchell was. Although, if you watched season one and didn't know who Gary Mitchell is, you'll at least remember it because they actually give him a call out in the very first episode. They do at the end. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so. like it's like. Do you even know who Gary Mitchell is? It's like I think I could look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I do like Gary Mitchell. I he, he yeah. should have been the villain in Star Trek Into Darkness, but that's neither here nor there. Yes. Um, moving <laughs> on. <laughs> so we have our first scene with Mariner and uh, Captain Freeman, uh, sort of like having their like mother daughter time, which I which <laughs> yeah. I thought was kind of nice. Um, Sort of setting up the arc for the episode where they're sort of talking about like Marin is like, hey, I can do some power washing, and Captain Freeman's like, yeah, we don't really, uh, we don't really do that, but you know, I'm the cool mom, I'm gonna support you, and you can just see the forced, uh, like they're they're just forcing to themselves to work together. It's kind of yeah, nice. Starfleet does not prioritize aesthetics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, really, I kind of think they do. Sometimes. I feel like they do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like they're they're all about like the pajama, like color coding. It's all a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, no. Yeah, they I'd, haven't cleaned their buildings since their industrial revolution or whatever. So there's the cities are just dirty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then ransoms there watching, sort of being like feeling ignored. He's been there the entire time that the scene started. We just <laughs> yeah, didn't know yeah. it. He's just standing off to the side. So yeah, it, it was that's a, great. It was a good. It was a good like sort of like setup for the the emotional core of the episode that that goes forward. Yeah, sort of the dynamic yeah. between the three different characters going on. And it, it's really actually is an interesting dynamic because I'm sure in Starfleet there are families that that serve like that. So they could. I mean, you definitely... had Wesley and Wesley and Crusher yeah. kind of had that dynamic yeah. a little bit too. Yeah. Not that we really saw a ton of like Wesley, like Wesley and and uh, and Beverly didn't really have like a ton of scenes together. They did have a few, but as it went on, they didn't have a ton. Yeah, which is kind of. Well, I think he was also. She she kept saying he's at that age where they don't want to be around their mom or their parents. So it's like, I can kind of see that. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. Um, but yeah. So I mean, I like the fact that the, the it, it's, it's a realistic arc because it can be applied to pretty much any real life mm-hmm. kind of family dynamic or whatever. So it's, it's it, again, going back to the core of a lower decks, having emotional, smaller stories mm-hmm. i think in some ways so. yeah i also I, it also just shows like progress from last season like it's not just like the mm-hmm. status quo has been reset like there's there's a change right. here which i i did yeah. really kind of like so yeah it didn't get there's just like oh we didn't forget we just forgot that she was his, her mom and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and that, well it's like also like now that they're working together it's like oh the 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 carryover from the character arc from last season carries over and then we even saw that mm-hmm. with like her doing therapy on the holodeck so like mariner's changed right. as a character and her arc is different this yeah. season which i i liked seeing. her mom actually seems although she's frustrated with her it does seem like to be enjoying that interaction mm. much more yeah exactly even at the end of the episode too so yeah <laughs> um so then we go uh do you want to just talk about like want to just talk about the two separate storylines so it'll make it a le- little easier we yeah, talk about tendy, sure. tendy and rutherford so we learn we yep. get a scene down in the lower decks area where there's sort of like <laughs> sleeping area and uh tendy is rutherford is going on another date with the same uh girl from the very first episode of the premiere yeah the uh trill yeah and so we sort of get this uh sort of idea that because rutherford's memory has been erased uh he's sort of like going through the same things but having different outcomes because he's now on the third date with her. Um, right. And Tendi clearly uh, is jealous of that, but she's sort of saying, like, oh, it's not... It's, she's not admitting to the jealousy. You can we are you can tell from this very scene, like, she's yeah. jealous of Rutherford being with, like, another girl. Um, but uh, she's not admitting to that. She's saying, like, oh, it's it's some something to do with his cyborg implant. I forget what she called it. Um, oh, a synapsic memory... Uh, SMD, it was, I can't remember the... Some, so yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, and so, just, like, she's just clearly not admitting to the fact that she's jealous. Um, which, I, I, again, this is another thing, too, that I really, really liked, that it was showing that, like... I, I'm someone who, personally, I hate memory loss storylines. They're usually my least favorite type of uh, storyline. 
Um, but I like where they're going with this, that it actually has stakes and weight, that it wasn't like... Because my problem with memory loss storylines typically are characters like having to go through and relearn the same things that we already knew that they learned. and then, mm-hmm. Or we know it's going to be reset anyways because they'll get their memory back at some point. And so well, this... Like Lieutenant Uhura, where she just learned back her entire language by the next episode ex- somehow. Exactly. <laughs> and so like I like this. This is the best way forward for me with this episode storyline because it was like, oh, his, his memory was erased. We're sticking to that that actually has weight here like he he didn't get it back and um it's actually having a reflection on tendy and now puts her kind of in rutherford's shoes because the whole first season rutherford was kind of chasing after tendy a little bit not sure how to express himself Mm -hmm. and now tendy's kind of doing the same um which which i i I just i i liked that it showed progress for both of these characters and didn't undo the memory loss stuff because i feel like it would have been easy to just like snap the fingers and rutherford's memory is back yeah, oh, it's been a couple months, and now it's been restored. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. so it's that was I really like and the that. fact that he has like the the realistic thing about having memory issues and stuff too is that they have different likes sometimes mm-hmm. and just the like, things that can change when your brain chemistry changes. Mm-hmm. And he likes so the fact pairs. That he likes apparently. pairs. Yeah, yeah, which he never did before. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's what tipped her off. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah, you um, hated pairs before. Um, and so going through this storyline, we'll just sort of stick with this one. Um, yeah. Tendy sort of sets him up to like starts like shocking him with all the little discs <laughs> on him, great. which is great, which yes. is a lot of fun. Um, was it? I mean, I, I, my, my, my I, issue with this. Sorry. No, I say I love the uh, part. It's like uh, where it keeps zapping him, and then has I wrote it. It's like uh, there are two sets of twins lost at sea. Each shares a parent with the other, but no two sets are the same. What's the name of the boat? <laughs> Just like. <laughs> Uh, salty dog <laughs> like that's right it is no <laughs> yeah. Zaps her again. <laughs> yeah yeah it was just a lot of fun uh, um yeah. i think i think my only problem with this storyline i mean i this is something i talked about in review because i was like trying to be a critic um right. was just like it, it was just fairly like oh i i saw where all the jokes and all the beats were going everything yeah. it was just like it was sort of like yeah. clear where it was going but what i did yeah. like is in the end whether like she's sort of like chasing him through the the the, <laughs> the entirety of cerritos trying to shoot him with medical venom exactly (laughs) i'm using that from now on whenever i have to get a shot or anything yeah just hit me with my medical medical venom venom. yeah Yeah. (laughs) um so just chasing him through the the ship was um was was a lot of fun and i liked the conclusion and also i liked the fact that they were doing that while the other storyline was going ransom attacking the ship you literally (laughs) see the behind them like this giant molar and something like a tongue yeah yeah. um just completely ignoring that and just being like yeah that's going on yeah um they are very good at that. It's, yeah, they, they do a good job of like having multiple planes of action, but also like treating it as like, yeah, this is this is a Tuesday. <laughs> this, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a good job of that. Um, and I, I think later when they they uh, it's like, oh, so your brain isn't uh, you know going to melt? Well, not now. Like it, it, it's Starfleet. Give it till next week. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the and then the end of the sort of sequence is Tandy and Rutherford sort of like you know confront each other. Rutherford says like, I, why are you doing this to me? Or, I I don't know why you're and. And Tandy just says, like, I was afraid because you have changed, like, you're, you like different things, that you would stop liking me as a friend. Um, and, and I thought that was, like, a really sweet little moment, her sort of copping up to the feelings that we kind of could tell that she was doing. And that, that yeah. speaks to how well she's drawn as a character that we could, like, we watching could tell that that was what she was feeling and going through from the start. And her admitting it kind of was super sweet. Um, and, and, and not in a two-dimensional cartoon kind of way. Yeah. Just in the fact that we actually know that this character has, like, a depth to them. Exactly. Exactly. And then she she sort of uh, and, and then Rutherford sort of admitting like, oh, you're dealing with emotional issues through science. Like, of course, that makes yeah, perfect yeah. sense. Tackling an emotional problem with scientific experimentation. That's exactly what I would have done. Exactly. It was it was it was absolutely wonderful. Um, I thought it was super sweet. And then also the little bit where Tanya's like, but don't date. Uh, I forget the answer's name, but don't date her anymore. And Rutherford. like, yeah. oh. <laughs> yeah, that little like just like, yeah. Yep. So. It, like leans over into like her, her his ear or something like that. I think. Yep. I love that. It was all uh, that was wonderful. Great. Yeah. So I'll, I'll I I I don't know. I I just kind of did the recap of oh, it. Oh, on anything? their date, they were going to go swimming in, uh, with somebody from Cetacean Ops. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. I forgot to mention. Yeah, yeah. And also, I liked also the bit where she was just like, "Oh, my my sister always has to mention that she has a trail." <laughs> She's uh, got a It's like, oh, did did getting a symbiote change her? So she has all these memories in the you know of her past lives. No, she just likes to mention it, <laughs> <laughs> which is so true. The tags. Like, I like I like how they, they like 
build out culture in an interesting way on, on mm-hmm. the show with like even like little jokes like that, which is so nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So jumping over to the other, the sort of main storyline, we have Mariner goes down to the planet with Ransom, uh, starts power washing and not listening to Ransom. Who, and Ransom yeah, getting frustrated. she's I got my own side mission. Bye bye. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Which is great. I also love the whole bit like this whole culture, like it defines itself by like d- numbers are really numbers. important. And so it yeah. needs to be a dignified number. And so they couldn't pick as yeah. like common number. And we froze. I'm like, there has to be some sort of number Easter egg in there. It's like, maybe there is, but I could not find it. I'm surprised they didn't do like, like a 47 or something, like a 47. Or 8675309 or something mm-hmm. like <laughs> some well-known phone number or yeah. or the, the phone number to Titmouse or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was just that that was um, a good bit. But then she starts power yeah. washing. And I, I I think that this might be a reference. We were like talking about this before we were recording. But yeah. she starts power washing. You see like a mural that has like whales on it, which my reference was like like uh, space whales. The, yeah. <laughs> so my thought was like, oh, are these the whales that created the like did this society create the whale probe from Star Trek Four? And something that lends credence to that is when she wa- washes off like the sphere that's on top of the building, mm-hmm. which causes all this. It does like they had that. Remember that sphere that came out of the probe? Yeah, and yeah, everything yeah. Like that. So I'm like. Okay, it's like spherical energy thingamajig. Sure, yeah. there's a connection there. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking like maybe the society, like this ancient society or whatever it is that worship space whales was the one who made the whale probe. I'm just saying, we never got an explanation. So maybe they're subtly right. giving us one, um, which I thought was cool. Um, but then obviously this strange energies, quote unquote, come out of the... Yeah, strange, yeah. Uh, the out name of the title as well, or the title of the episode as well, exactly, Strange Energies. Exactly. Um, and just hits Ransom with it and gives him... Godlike uh, Gary Mitchell like <laughs> powers. <laughs> I love when they show Gary Mitchell because it looks like a TAS version of my, uh, Gary Mitchell with like shading. It was actually it was actually very cool. I was like, oh, yeah. I would get a poster of that like picture of yeah. Gary Mitchell. It was actually very cool. Maybe that'll be on the shirt. The, yeah, the, uh, they're doing the uh, the t shirt club again, which has gone up about twenty more dollars. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I might buy one or two separately, but I don't think I'm going to do the whole thing. I I did the whole thing. I got it. I got it. I got it. Um, well, hey, then you, each episode, you, maybe you can. Yeah. Well, yeah. I also, if I put it, if I put it, if I put them on a shirt, I can justify it as like, oh, it's costuming, so I can, I can write it off for tax thing. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> um, so it's the the nice benefit of of making yeah. Trek your 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 job. Um, That's true. So yeah, but no, it was a very it was a very cool image I liked of Gary Mitchell, and so. Yeah. Um, I also like to honest says like, well, how did they? How did the Enterprise school deal with Gary Mitchell's? Like, dropped a boulder, on him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a styrofoam boulder. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry for spoiling the first episode of Star Trek. No, no, I meant. Uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. I meant for later in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Uh, yeah. yeah. We should. We never mentioned this before, and I will go back and retroactively put it in. This whole entire thing is yeah, spoilers. We'll, we are not. We're not going to pretend that we're going to like give you a non-spoiler version. Version. We're just oh, yeah. we we're going we, we love the show too much to like try and remove things. It's yeah, just, we're, we're just it would be an un- unintelligible like, just, like things happened with the and remember that oh, no I can't talk about that and uh, uh, just watch it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, no, it's 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 we'll just we're going full spoilers on it. Yeah. Um, also, one other thing too, I forgot to mention too is we we learned that uh, Captain Freeman is going through like a command evaluation thing. I believe that's this episode. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, and so I, I like that because that her, seems her husband called. Yeah. So I like that we're starting to see a setup for her character arc this season. Like she's gonna have like a mm-hmm. like a little bit of like oh something's going on with like her. It's her year to be promoted because she got uh, the whole pack led thing got her a lot of attention. Um, you know, eyes from Starfleet. Yeah. yeah. I also wonder: Are we are we ever going to see uh, Mariner interact with her her dad? Because he's he's shown up a couple times, and we never just really, on screen. Yeah, we never really yeah. see him interact with her. So I would I would like to see that at some point. Yeah. Um. Maybe he'll show up. Yeah, I I hope so. Um. But anyways, I also love that Ransom with his godlike power starts like doing gym equipment, like making gym equipment, and <laughs> yeah. it's just like what was the lines like? It's hard, it's, it's easy to become it's a like, god. It's hard d- to stay a god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The trick is the, 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 the captain's like, what, are, what? What's he doing? He's like, he seems to be uh, concentrating on his buys and tries. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's lifting trees. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just wonderful. His, his Jacktopia. Yeah, and starts like making like different things into gym equipment and starts well, like, making other. Yeah, he tr- and he turns people into basically himself. To, and and the guy who is uh, actually who uh, the special guest is Randall Park, who played Jimmy Woo in. WandaVision oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. the dad on Fresh Off the Boat. 
but yeah, so he's like, don't, don't, don't change my constituents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was really great. There's also a bit where like he twists, um, like ransom twists a building and is like, oh, oh he's yeah. in our museum of popular culture or what? Or sorry, a uh, museum of popular music, which is someone who works yeah. at a museum of pop culture. Um, who I did work do stuff with them. Uh, it's like, oh and wow, the, wow. Looking at the two, they're not dissimilar either. The look, the, the, the what he's twisted it into looks very much like a Frank Geary yeah. building. Yeah. So I'm There's, wondering if that was a subtle reference to to the to the museum of pop culture it could it, yeah especially when, when and when uh, mariner's like well that sounds like something you don't really need yeah <laughs> it's, it could have been i mean they they the museum of pop culture does have like uh some star trek ties like they actually have done yes. like, star trek shows and things there so it could have been mm-hmm. a reference to that <laughs> i don't know if they'll appreciate them saying it's like you don't need that yeah. there's uh, I, I i since i work there um no, I, I, you know, I worked as a contractor there, and I still do some stuff from mm-hmm. time to time. But they have a literal chat. They we have like a group chat that's like just people geeking out about Star Trek. So I'm curious oh, to see cool. when this episode airs. I'm curious to see what their response will be to that. That'll oh yeah, fun. yeah. I almost was like, just ask them. Like, wait, this actually hasn't come out. We're we're recording this a little bit earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Just so everyone knows, we did get screeners. I know. Yes. We're, we're CBS shills. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah, with whatever. That. whatever. I'll shill. It's fine. <laughs> no, but you know, for if we're as shilly as we are, whatever. <laughs> it's like there are still things that we will like. No, I don't like this. Oh, of course. Yeah, no, like, no, no, no. Yeah. Just because we get the screeners doesn't mean we're not going to say it. I don't yeah. dislike something. Um, right. Uh, just so everyone knows. And yeah, it's not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't even get me started on that. But anyways, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we, we'll be honest about that. But yeah, um. But yeah, so yeah, that that was just like uh, that whole bit, and so it starts setting off a competition between, um, not a competition, but like a, a an issue between Mariner and Captain Freeman because Mariner's like, no, you need to like, you can't, you have to fight him, you have to stand up to him, you need to beat him up. Yeah, and Freeman's like, no, 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 we can, you know, we can try and talk this out, we can appeal to his ego. Uh, at one point, uh, Ransom like becomes a giant head and starts floating yeah. up to <laughs> Cerritos, and then gets like, just very much like the green hand, like grabbing the the Enterprise and yeah, the original and, series. And there, my my other reference, he also gets his hands. He looked like my touchstone for that was like Star Fox. It very much looked like uh, Star Fox 64 with uh, the main villain of that. He was just like a big head with the hands. Floating. Oh, okay. I, 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 I feel like it, it might be the case. I know like uh, Mike McMahon and Jack Quaid were like talking about video games the other day on. Twitter. Oh yeah. Um. So I was uh I was curious like it might might actually be a video game reference to be to be honest it might be a Star Fox reference. It also could be the Green Hand reference as well. But I I my my it's touch. Just a- Giant space head, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The 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 re- the reference for me just came from Starbucks. It might might be something else. So, yeah. um, but I'm I'm curious about that. But for me, it well, I love that it's like you know, the uh, Captain Freeman is like you know, just you know, you're you're built really well, like you're a great cap or uh, commander, mm-hmm. and it's like he's like feeling good from you know, like validation or whatever. <laughs> yeah. like, so it's like. Uh, and also, like the the arc with the arc with him too was just like his like why are you two trying to work together? You clearly hate each other. So it's like referencing sort of a small bit. That yes. The so that's like the arc clearly going on here. Like ransom feels. Yeah. Uh, you know, insecure. Well, because they were both lying to each other. Essentially, they're both trying mm-hmm. to spare each other's feelings, and it was just making it worse for everybody around them at the same time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that was uh that was all fun. Uh, my favorite bit with that too is when ransom starts nomming on the ship with like you see the shields like bending and everything that was great (laughs) um so all that's really nice and then eventually it just gets to uh mariner is able to beat him by kneeing him in the balls which is over and over and over again and then yeah because his his body's still down on the planet yeah giant heads in space yeah and that manages to make him puke up most of the strange energies except for he's oh yeah the strange energies by the way when he shot it out looked like he was like a rainbow basically yeah (laughs) it was like all all the pride gay pride there Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, oh, also, we forgot to mention. Uh, there's the I, what's his name? The the like uh, the other guy who's like all of like basically the ransom. Biller, band, uh, Bill, Bill, Billups? Bill, no. Billups. Billups. That's, is it Billups? No, that's isn't that the that's the engineer guy. Well, uh, um, yeah, no, yeah, yeah the anyway. engineer. There's there's like the second the, the one with the mustache. Yeah, <laughs> the, I forget his name, but he's basically like a Captain Ransom fan club guy, which is which is kind of a nice little funny bit because he was he was in season one. Um, as well, but right. I think they they just sort of like all right, his characteristic is he's a he's a big ransom uh, fanatic, I guess. Um, which is it's a nice like comedic archetype to give to that character. Um, yeah, and so uh, that was that was that was nice. And then so eventually, oh, and my my favorite the the thing that got me the biggest laugh of the whole episode is after ransom our uh, Mariner knees ransom over and over again in the balls. <laughs> Anna comes up with a forklift <laughs> and just drops a boulder on him. 
I, and I the died. boulders what stops him at the very end it is. He, kept, he kept like kept coming back every time yeah yeah i i i i, I literally died with laughter at that 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 yeah. just got me i i i couldn't handle that it was great <laughs> um uh, yeah just like how did how did kirk stop him? it's like threw a boulder out of him, him. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that was great that that was that was my favorite bit of the favorite joke of the and episode. i i just love that she like the doctor is just like yeah i've dealt with this before kind of a thing it's like she's literally seen everything it's mm-hmm. like he'll be back to himself in about an hour yep um and so we go back to the ship and we have a um, yep. scene between freeman and uh mariner and uh basically they come to terms with like yeah we we don't really work together we don't like working together and so they do occasionally but not all the time exactly basically. and then she's like you have people ready to throw me in the brig and sort of does this the like sarcastic vulcan salute scene again but this time yeah like, much more affirming it's like i love you never disobey me again i'll do what yeah, i want I'll do what i want yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, wonderful. Um, uh, and then yes. we get a scene with them in the brig uh, where we sort mm-hmm. of learn that, like, everything's come full circle. Everything seems back to normal. Um, and, and Rutherford now says, fuck Pears. <laughs> He's been yeah. fixed in that way. <laughs> um, but then they sort of reminisce about, like, They're Boimler. mealy and they're like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they reminisce about Boimler and being like, oh, I wonder what Boimler's off doing. And so they cut to... Tendy's like, he must be having the time of his life. Yep. And we cut to the Titan um, and we see Boimler <laughs> just, like, freaking out because everything's going to hell. They're fighting the pack and everything's crazy um I, and they I, had it it's like you know prepare to head into fluidics or flu fluonic space or something like that basically and their faces all stretch back yep. Like, ah! yep 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 it was just great and boy i'm just freaking out so it was a good yeah. little uh like tease for the next episode which i which i yes. liked i liked that the the season premiere was very much like I thought it was going to be very easy for them to like be like, and this crew, and then this crew, and back and forth. But I like that this one felt felt very much like okay, we're going to sort of like yeah. set up where all the characters on the Cerritos are, and not sort of like split focus. And they also didn't like, solve like having Boimler come back or whatever in the first like ten minutes or something like mm-hmm. that. They didn't just they didn't undo that either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I I really I I liked all of that. So that was that was all um, yeah that was all a lot of fun. My only concern watching this episode, um, mm-hmm. and I, I know we sort of because we we've, we've gotten screeners. I, I've seen a couple episodes past this, but uh, just focusing on this episode, my kind of main concern that I see here a little bit is now that we've sort of set up that Meredith's not working with her mother anymore. I do worry that like the show's sort of like trying to fold itself back into the status quo mm. when it sort of set up a lot of big changes at the end of last season. Yeah, and so I, I worry a little bit, you know, going into the next few episodes, is like the show's going to be kind of quick to be like, we set up all these big changes, there was ramifications, there was differences, and then oh, we're now we're kind of setting things back up to what it was in season one. So that's just something that like watching this episode, you know, um, even without the context of uh, future episodes, um, that mm-hmm. I was sort of like, oh yeah, that that that's interesting to sort of see and, and, and a minor concern. Well, I think the emotional core of all these characters um, has progressed forward, I think, really well. Yes. I do see, worry about that, like it being... Um, effectively the same show in terms of like this the physical stakes of everything yeah. yeah but i think i think the thing that i like the most though is that this episode really showed me that like the emotional core of the characters has has progressed forward you know yeah. especially especially later star trek uh voyager was probably the worst and uh, most egregious of this uh but it was like very much like the episode ends and then the characters sort of back to square one in like all the emotional context that we'd gotten uh, sort of was erased. I'd say TNG was worse than Voyager. Voyager did have some growth. Uh, it's arguable. I, I I feel Voyager was probably worse in my opinion, but TNG TNG because I feel like TNG at least had some stuff with like Worf and Picard had some forward momentum. The rest of the characters kind of didn't, but the the uh, Worf and Picard at least had some. But but anyways, it's it is sort of like a Star Trekian trope that like oh yeah. pe- like horribly traumatic stuff happens to characters and then it immediately gets erased. Right. And so I like that this this um this show. Uh, is very much showing, like, no, the stuff that these characters went through, like, Rutherford losing his memory, Tendi sort of starting to have feelings for Rutherford um, mm-hmm. and, and sort of progressing that way, um, Mariner sort of, like, getting therapy on the holodeck and having a better relationship with her mother. All that stuff is here. And Mariner also being pissed that uh, Boimler's not there. You exactly. Know, he took off. So that's that's still something that needs to be dealt with. Exactly. So, yeah, all all of that stuff, like, carries forward, and I really, I really appreciate that, like, emotional core and context for these characters has progressed forward and is, doesn't just, like, immediately just get... Uh, you know, snap back. Yeah, yeah, so. definitely. Yeah, awesome. Well, I I think that kind of wraps it up for the for this first episode. Yeah. I'm 
really excited to get to the next one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be a lot of fun Easter eggs, which you can even tell from the trailer. Yeah. Like, this, the, there's just so many things. Um, it actually, when, when I joked earlier, Mike McMahon was talking about Easter eggs and he looked directly at me. Yeah. <laughs> just like one of those, like, you know, we're the core audience of, like, trying, the, of, of those things. Mm-hmm. So. We will find them. We will find them and yes. we will know them. But I think, I think we should, we should do our, I mean, this one's kind of easy uh, for me, but, like, do a, like, our favorite Easter egg of the episode. My favorite oh, is, okay. uh, is clearly, um, uh, there's keep showing me lights. That was, yeah, that was my yeah, favorite one. Yeah. And I think my my favorite Easter egg is probably the uh, the interpersonal conflict. Yeah, that's a good like one that, too. That, that that deep, you know, like outside of Trek, even you know, mm-hmm. that's like along the lines. Well, not exactly, but of Zon, a yeah. character that didn't exist in a show that was never made. You know? <laughs> so like, oh, poor Zon, poor Zon. Yes. Thank you, everybody, though, for joining. If you uh, could go over to iTunes and give us a review and a rating, that would definitely help people find the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will be doing something with those reviews in the future. Yes. Uh, we have to just get it planned out. There's there's a lot of things happening at one time, and trying to coordinate it has been a challenge. Um, we also, coolly, have a oh, uh, sponsor. Oh. We are sponsored by Fansets. In fact, I'm wearing my... Uh, little uh oh, look, at, look at you being all fancy smancy yes uh and if you uh would like uh your own fan set badge or pins there's badgie which i love they have all, mm-hmm. all these lower badges the badge is clearly the best one yes uh you can go to fan sets and use discount code drawn all caps for 10 percent off and that's not just off the badges that's off of like a gift card or pretty much anything on the site that you could put into a cart you can get 10 percent off of so do it. So do it now. Yes. Yes. But they, they, and the fan sets is going to be continuing their badge program. So there are lots of other stuff coming down the road. Mm-hmm. So like it, it, if you can think of a badge that's happened, it's probably eventually going to be something you could put on your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I think we're good to go. Yeah, I think I mean, we did it. Was, yeah. Let's, let's, uh, let's wrap excited. it up. And uh, we look forward all to right. seeing all of you for episode two. Yes. Live long and prosper. Live long and prosper. Don't you give me that sarcastic Vulcan salute! Coconut! They keep showing me lights!